Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Chapter 20, Volterra. We began the steep climb, and the road grew congested. As we wound higher, the cars became too close together for Alice to weave insanely between them anymore. We slowed to a crawl behind a little tan Peugeot. I'm Julia Arkey. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight in Quarantine. Very impressed that you know how to say Peugeot. Thank you. I wonder how Bella pronounces it. I mean, she doesn't have the years and years of French training that I do. Yeah. I don't even know if we have Peugeots in America. Are they the ones with the little lions? Peugeots have little lions? Cute. Maybe Mm -hmm. Peugeot means little lion. I have no idea. Peut-être. That's my French accent for could be. (laughs) French. Who knows? (laughs) Tell us. S'il vous plaît. Julia, I'm going to recap. Please do. Can you count me in? Three, two, one, go. So there's so much traffic. And then Alice bribes a guy with a thousand dollars and they park the car and she's like, go, Bella, go. You have to get to Edward. It's only two minutes and everybody's wearing red scarves and there's like a big festival and Bella runs and she can't find him and she runs through a fountain and she sees him and he's about to, his white shirt is on the floor and he's topless and he's in under the shade and then he's going to step out in the sun and she runs and she's like, no, but then the Volteri are like, oh, you're in trouble. And they take them all down to a basement. That was really good. Thank you. I'll just offer a couple corrections. Corrections? Did I make errors? You you made a single error. Oh. I will make one correction and a few additions. Okay. We like clarity. It's ironic that you made a mistake about how many <laughs> errors I made, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe I'll think of more as I recap. Okay. On your mark, get set, go. So Alice hands him at least $1,000 bills because it's a wad of bills and there's a $1,000 bill on top. So unless it's fake money below, it's at least $1,000. She runs through the fountain. There's scars. People are like, why is this chick running through a fountain? And she's like, I have to get to my boyfriend. And then a bunch of Volturi come and it's like men. And then Alice comes and she's like, there are ladies here, no fighting. And then a little tiny evil woman who looks like a child comes up and everyone really steps in line after that. And then they go to the sewers. Her name is Jane, the scariest name in the world. (laughs) Yeah, very menacing. 
<laughs> um, breaking news. Do-do-do. Um, I have a weather update. Ooh, spring in Italy. It's beautiful, clear skies, sunny, windy, also freezing. I feel like that was our experience that day we went swimming in Italy on spring break. Oh my God, mm-hmm. Julia, this is about us. We went to Italy on spring break. And then we got shepherded into a basement by the mob who was threatening us? Yes. It's called the Vatican. Wow. I didn't realize that's what happened. But you saying that in retrospect totally adds up. People in robes made us like walk through things. They yelled at us because we took photos at inappropriate places. Just saying, maybe this chapter is a metaphor for a Vatican tour. I mean, the Volturi do seem very powerful. Yeah. My other piece of breaking news is that $1,000 bills exist. I didn't know that was real. You're looking at me like you knew that was real. No, I didn't either. I just found it out in this chapter two. Did you Google it to make sure it's real? No, honestly, I didn't. I took her word as as the Bible. Okay, hang on. Everyone, hold on. Sorry. Research. Going to look up. Is a $1,000 bill real? So it turns out that $1,000 bills are still legal tender, but they haven't been printed since the 1960s. So if any of our listeners have $1,000 bills that they want to show us, they should just feel free to mail them to me. And apparently there aren't even $1,000 euro notes. So it must be she's handing a bribe to an Italian man with U.S. dollars. That is a 50-year-old note. Ancient U.S. dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Any other breaking news before you pass it over to me? Yeah, I just feel like Team Jacob is canceled. I know. I'm like, Jacob who? I miss him. What's he doing? It's over for that man. (laughs) It's done. I know. I also was like, this is the problem with first-person narratives. Like, we don't get to flash over to Forks and see how Jacob is doing. I know. And everything she says about Edward is like... It was always him. I would do this again and again. Like, he's the most important person in the whole world forever for me. Like, wow. Jacob got none of this. I would die for him happily. I know. It's so bad. What's your breaking news? My breaking news is that this is just a description of L.A. traffic. Like, at the beginning when she's like, we're stuck in traffic. No, is this a parking lot? No, are we still going? I don't know what's happening. That's called the 405 in L.A. So the news is that who knew rural Italy has the same traffic patterns as one of the largest cities in the world, L.A. Wow. I didn't know that. So thanks for sharing. What about genuine enjoyment? What about it? (laughs) Did you have any? (laughs) No, I do. I did enjoy something. This is like my obsession with the mention of casseroles. There was a mention of cloaks. And I was like, I love cloaks. Why are there not more cloaks? Cloaks are an amazing garment. They're breezy. They're warm. Easy to take on and off. Like, why aren't people wearing cloaks? They sound wonderful. I have two responses to that. A, one problem with cloaks is that it's really hard to wear a backpack or a purse Mm. with a cloak. So I would just like to give that feedback to cloaks. Like, you have to wear a fanny pack, like, Mm -hmm. under it, basically. My second piece of feedback is that Casper, the co-host of my other podcast, Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, also loves cloaks. So why do I only co-host podcasts with cloak lovers? Because you only host podcasts with geniuses. And to your first point, do you know in movies when there's like a child villain and they open a trench coat and it's full of creepy pockets? 
Like cloaks can just have that, like sewn in ability to carry around all your goods. Okay. Yeah. You just asked why they weren't more popular. And I'm letting you know, like, I don't own a cloak because whenever I see one and I'm like, ugh, I would look amazing in that. And it looks so cozy. I'm like, how would I wear my backpack? Yeah. I think there's also anti-cloak stigma. Like if I were to truly see a bunch of men in a dark alley walk up to me with cloaks, I would think I was about to die. In Bella's case, (laughs) she's right. And so like, I understand why people aren't wearing cloaks. What was your moment of genuine enjoyment? Well, I loved Alice's tan elbow length leather gloves. So she wears them so she can stick her hand out the window of the car and not sparkle, sparkle. But I was like, maybe the reason Edward owns a tan leather jacket is like for practical reasons. So like he wears it like at the beach. So it looks skin toned like with his like swim trunks. Mm. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it doesn't make as much sense. But in any situation in which he would be shirtless, he wears his tan leather jacket to make it look like skin so that he doesn't sparkle. And like tan leather leggings to go under his swim trunks and tan leather socks. (laughs) And a tan leather face mask. Okay, if I saw saw someone walk up to me in an alley with that, like I would truly feel like I was going to die. That is way worse than a cloak. (laughs) No, but you wouldn't be able to tell. It would look like flesh. That's the whole idea, Julia. I feel like that's the plot of Silence of the Lambs, like wearing wearing someone else's skin. (laughs) (laughs) Like you wouldn't know. You would just think it was a naked person. Also scary. (laughs) Definitely. Well, anyway, I... Really liked her tan leather gloves. Then also, I really like when Bella was like, fuck it, and walked through the fountain. And it was like a nice little Fellini Mm -hmm. shout out because in La Dolce Vita, which I've never seen, a woman goes through a fountain and like dances in a fountain. Also in a movie I have seen under the Tuscan sun as a shout out to La Dolce Vita. So apparently in Italy, you're supposed to just like walk in fountains. Sounds unhygienic, but I'm happy for them. (laughs) unhygienic isn't it like stagnant water i mean it it moves but it's the same water yeah but like you don't lick your feet speak for yourself (laughs) like i don't think you should swim in it but i think like walking through it yeah just a weight is fine yeah anyway i love that she cut through i thought that that was productive rule breaking Mm -hmm. she saved edward's life with that I know. It was incredible. Key seconds. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. What's your first piece of advice, Sanasa? So my first piece of advice is, Bella, do whatever the fuck you can to get Edward back into the shade. She's like hugging him and is like sort of like trying to push him. But she needs to be like, hi, it's an emergency. Like, get the hell back. This isn't huggy huggy time. And like my suggestion is like knee him in the balls, punch him in the face, like get into emergency mode, Bella. It's an emergency. I think the best thing to do to make Edward realize he's not in heaven is to act the way Bella would as the most alive version of herself. So I think she should have just fallen, like a trip at the very last second. Be like, oh, that's alive, Bella. Like, this is not a hallucination. This is real. Yeah, I think that there are all sorts of things she could do to try to get him to go back there. Like, literally, he will do anything to follow her. So, like, she could just walk further into the alley and he would follow her. Like, pull him by the collar, throw a dart. That's like really shiny and he'll be like, what's that? And he'll follow it down the alley. Cut her hand as she runs by and then sprint away with the blood. Throw a bowling ball. It'll just distract him for long enough. (laughs) Just like in the air? (laughs) (laughs) No, down the alley. You know. Bella, go bowling. (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) It's okay, Bella. Don't worry about it. It's just your life and Edward's life. Like no big deal. I mean, to them, clearly not a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry that I take their lives more seriously than they do. Julia, what advice do you have? So my piece of advice is to Edward and Alice, but I think it kind of applies to the whole Cullen family. I think they should take a cheerleading class because they're constantly throwing Bella around. And whenever they catch her, they give her bruises. And so I'm hoping that they can go to Monica Aldana from the TV show Cheer, the Navarro team, and just learn how to do some tosses with human Bella so that each time they chuck her around, as they do every single moment they're together, they can figure out a way to make her not injured at the end of that. Did you watch Cheer? They're all injured at the end of that. (laughs) Monica does not know how to teach that. One of the girls, like, is told by the hospital that her ribs are so broken that she could collapse a lung if she competes, and then she competes anyway. Not that you say that, I do remember it, but I feel like (laughs) the vampires should be able to get good at cheerleading in the way humans can physiologically not be good at cheerleading. Yeah, I think that they could probably do a better job than they are currently doing. I'm just not sure that Monica is the right person to teach. Yeah, that's fine. I just don't know any other cheer coaches. That's a reflection on you. I know. I know. What's your second piece of advice? It's on the same theme as my first piece of advice, which is maybe now is not the time to snuggle. So, like, Edward keeps, like, smelling her hair and, like, kissing her shoulder. And she, like, won't let go of him, even though it's, like, freezing her to death. And I would just say, like, guys, like, try to stay alive. I'm so happy that you're happy to see each other. But my advice is that there's, like, a time and a place for everything. And, like, not all times and places are the right time to, like, make out. And, Bella, like, it really bothered you when people made out in inappropriate places and times. And so, like, maybe apply that to your life. 
And I even think that like if I were Volteri, I would maybe kill them a little faster because it's like so gross that they're doing this. Okay, but riddle me this, Vanessa. They think they're about to die. So like, would you not make out at that point? Like, I think in the last seconds when you've been like sentenced to death, Mm -hmm. like final hot kiss. But while you still have a chance to like make your case, focus. I understand that. I just also understand the impulse to make out if you're about to die. Do you think that you would be horny if you thought I'm about to die? Like, is that the thing you would want to do with the last 30 seconds of your life? I personally, no comment. Bella? (laughs) Absolutely, yes. Bella is horny for Edward as she drowns. Like, this is no different. Fair. Okay, Julia, what about you? What is your last piece of advice today? So... I can't tell who this piece of advice is for. It's either to the town of Volterra's like public works department or to the Volteri themselves. But whoever is in charge of that clock tower is a menace. Apparently, the sound of the clock is so loud that it shakes the ground and makes children cry. And this is going up every hour of the day all year long. Like this is absolutely unconscionable. Like, I think that that's maybe the best advice you've ever given, Julia. Not just on this show, but in your life. Thank you. I really tried with that one. I'm just really concerned about crying children. Do you have anything in your Twilight Diary? I do. Edward starts going, Carlisle was right because he thinks he's dead and like Bella's in his arms. And what was Carlisle right about? That like heaven is instantaneous? That like even before you die... You see heaven? No, Edward thinks he's died and that he has gone to heaven. And Bella is with him in heaven. And Carlisle told him, if you kill yourself, you'll go to heaven and Bella will be there. Edward said that there was no heaven for vampires. And Carlisle said all vampires go to heaven. (laughs) Okay, so Edward is like, Carlisle was right. I'm dead. Bella's here. We both went to heaven. She's dead and in heaven. And I'm dead and in heaven because I stepped into the sun and I just don't remember being ripped apart by vampires. Mm -hmm. He even commends the Volturi for murdering him so fast. He was like, wow, so quick and painless. (laughs) Like so quick and painless. Mm -hmm. All he does is take a step and he's like, I'm in heaven. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. I went to divinity school. That is not how that works. Okay, but thank you for answering all of my questions. Professor Argy, did you write anything in your Twilight Diary? I just feel like the fact that these vampire kings and queens have to use the sewers for transportation around town seems really undignified for the lifestyle that they seem to be able to lead. Don't you think that they've, like, cleaned the sewers? Yeah, but, like, a sewer's a sewer. You you can't gentrify the sewer. (laughs) Yeah, you can. It's called subways. You you think, like, taking the subway is like walking through the sewer? (laughs) Have you been to New York? I'm saying that's not that nice. The MTA is a disaster. If I'm a vampire king and queen, I'm taking the subway. I've done something wrong. (laughs) Your job on this podcast is, like, the wealth correspondent or, like, the wealth advisor. You're not a financial advisor. You're a spending advisor. You're like, everybody, spend more money. Live better lives. Wow, you're making it sound like I like trickle down economics. I don't, everyone. <laughs> Donate your money. No, you didn't therefore say it's good for poor people. 
That would be trickle-down economics. You'd be like, you're welcome. I gilded the sewers. You're welcome, poor people. That would be trickle-down economics. Julia, what do you want to put in Bella's care package this week? So quite obviously, I'm sending Bella a cloak because they're awesome. But it's going to go with a little note that says, Bella, next time you jump off a cliff with all your clothes on, you cannot wear this coat. Because one time, my friend jumped off a bridge wearing a Snuggie and almost drowned. So the coat is not the garment to wear when going cliff diving. I'm also getting her clothing. Oh, what are you getting? I'm getting her a whole wardrobe of smart wool. Wow. She should only wear smart wool clothing. It is breathable, but it is also quick drying. And this girl gets wet all the time and then doesn't like to change her clothes. I've tried getting her changes of clothes, but she just likes to stay in wet clothes. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting her quick drying, breathable, light layered clothing. New wardrobe, Bella. Not for fashion, just for function. You are going to freeze to death one day. I know. Every chapter, she just gets closer and closer to hypothermia. Like, that is the true plot arc of this book. What do you think is going to happen next chapter? They all die. Damn. And then the next book, Eclipse, is about Carlisle's grief. And he finds love and comfort in Charlie's arms. What do you think is going to happen to that evil child? She's going to kill them. Mm. Well, I'm glad that finally a woman starts murdering people. Representation, folks. This has been Twilight and Quarantine, a $1,000 bill from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show is conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, who is wearing a cloak right now. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I'm not because I love my backpack. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by 8Cast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.